This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his entire household and all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all and may he bless every single one of us, grant us goodness and ease. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, every minute that ticks will never ever return and we know that. But the reality is many of us become oblivious of it. We think that you know what, I still have time. When we want to do good things, when we want to achieve, many a time we find ourselves delaying, telling ourselves we'll do it tomorrow, we will do it just now, perhaps next month, I'm planning this for next year. The truth is, we need to be real and we need to understand that if you can do something now, do not leave it for the next moment, get it done. Because no one knows how long you will be alive for. So much so that we are taught that if Qiyamah happens to come up and you have a seed that you need to uh, plant, get it planted if you can before the hour. This is how an example is given of utilizing your time in the best possible way. So even if I'm unhealthy, if I'm unwell and I want to achieve something, I need to do it while I'm unwell. You might never get better from that sickness, who knows? You might, may Allah grant us all cure, but who knows, you may never see a better day. This might be the best possible day. People say, you know what, inshallah in a few years time when I'm okay, I will start reading my salah, I will start doing this. Who knows if in a few years time you're going to be okay. Today is the best day you have, because tomorrow might be a better day. That term might already tells you there's no guarantee. If something changes in your life today, your entire life can drastically change to the degree that you will lament and regret over the previous days. We think, okay, you know, everything is okay. Tomorrow I will do this. Who knows if tomorrow you may not have legs. May Allah not do that to us. Who knows if tomorrow someone very close to you dies and your whole life has suddenly changed and it will never be the same again. Who knows if calamity strikes, disaster comes forth and nothing is the same again. Let's take a look, for example, at the earthquake that occurred last week in Nepal and that region, the Indian subcontinent. We ask Allah not to do that to us and we ask Allah to grant them ease and goodness. But if you pause for a moment, from amongst those who lost their lives, several categories of people, there were some who were sinful, very sinful to the degree that they earned the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They got the anger of Allah. Perhaps that earthquake for that category of people may have just been a means of destruction because of the anger of Allah. But the same earthquake can be a means of rahmah and mercy and a means of entry into Jannah for another category of people who were caught up in the same earthquake. And what is that category? Those who tried to earn the pleasure of Allah. There were people who died while learning the Quran. There were people who died while in Salah. There were people who were taken when their last words were the Shahada. People who went to bed having read all their Quran and all their Salah at peace with Allah. We can never ever say that that was a punishment for them. So when a natural disaster strikes, what we call natural, obviously it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
we should understand that it is wrong for us to say that this disaster only brought about evil because the people were evil, so it was a, a punishment of Allah. No way. It is wrong to utter that alone. We need to say, look, it depends on the individuals who were affected. Let me give you yet another example. Do you realize that more people have actually been affected and displaced who, who have remained alive than those who passed away, those who died? So say, for example, the millions of people who are still alive after this entire disaster happened, what has happened to them? Some of them who were perhaps far away from Allah. If this disaster brought them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahi, it was the mercy of Allah. It was a gift of Allah. Allah is just tapping them to say, you know what? I'm in charge. I'm in control. The most powerful people. I was reading specific stories, interesting articles on specific people's lives. And how people who owned businesses whereby they thought they would never ever see such destruction, they have completely gone underground to the degree that unless it's the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they've lost absolutely everything material. No home remaining, no building that you owned remaining, no nothing. Nobody even knows exactly where your property was. Subhanallah. And imagine these were wealthy, multi-millionaires, tycoons whose lives have changed instantly. If the people remain alive, and if that has brought them closer to their maker, then indeed they have had the blessing of Allah upon them. Because in Islam and in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is far better to have a beautiful link with your maker and have nothing material than to have everything material but you are far from Allah. What's the point? Remember, when you leave this world, ultimately, you are taking absolutely nothing with you. Nothing. Even your clothes you have on will be removed in order to be replaced by a shroud that is common to everyone else. So even if you have, you know, valuable clothing, people have spent thousands of dollars, designer, non-designer, all that, nothing. I've never seen a shroud, a kafan, written Levi's on it. I've never seen a kafan, never, with Pia Kadan written on it. No, but we've seen different types of clothing with people having all different names, because all that is aside. Imagine if that was the case, people would charge you 20 times, for the same piece of cloth. Yeah, that would be foolish. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. The point I'm raising is the material items are just for your temporary amusement in this dunya, in this world. Temporary amusement. Mashallah, you're happy, you've got a nice Rolex watch. You've got... Brother, when you die, the first thing they're going to take out of you is the Rolex watch. I hope it was genuine, by the way. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us ease. So this is something we need to realize. This is amusement. It's you tell time and that's it. And that same time that you spent so many thousands of dollars buying a watch that just happened to have a name is actually ticking. That time is ticking. So instead of you looking at it and say, look how good, nice my watch looks and let everyone. Get the message louder to say this one here actually keeps more accurate time for me to remember that every second is ticking. It's gone out of my life. It's gone out. So it's pointless. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding to have a watch when you don't realize what is actually ticking is your life. It's going. Literally. The hourglass. You've seen how the sand goes down? It's going. And nothing stops it. It carries on. And guess what? When it gets towards the end, for me and you, it seems like it's going quicker. Have you noticed that? 
The hourglass, go and check one out, turn it around and watch it. At the beginning it seems like it's going so slow, but the same amount of sand is going down. And at the end it seems like it's going so quick, but the same amount of sand is going down. And once it's over, it's gone. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. So never leave the goodness you want to do for tomorrow. Do it now. Never leave the biggest form of goodness for the next moment. And what is the biggest form of goodness? Can I tell it to you? Repentance to Allah. Turn to Allah. Changing your ways, your habits. Asking Allah's forgiveness is the most powerful thing you could ever do. It is more powerful than a million dollar business deal and a new factory and a new business and a new job and new employment and a great salary and beautiful conditions and a lovely holiday. More valuable than all of that is to say, Oh Allah, forgive me. Subhanallah. Oh Allah, forgive me. Forgive my sins. I will never repeat them again. That is the biggest thing you could ever do to yourself. Turn back to Allah. And this is why the Prophet ﷺ, every day, he used to repeat the term, Astaghfirullah, Oh Allah, forgive me. And we've heard this. He did not need that. But it's for us to learn. And he did not say it in one sitting. That's one thing we need to get clear. He never just sat and said, Astaghfirullah, a hundred times and stopped. No. It was spread through the day, three times after every salam that he made. So if you count those, they're already well within, depending on how much salah you've read. Minimum is the five daily prayers that you would read the farad, which would make it 15 times, but with value. With value meaning, don't just say, you see when you say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. The first sunnah is to say, Astaghfirullah, 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 thrice. The problem is, even if we adopt the sunnah, we've adopted it without thinking. A lot of us, myself included, sometimes we say Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah to get it over and done with. Hey, my sunnah is done. But you don't realize what exactly did you say? Let's be honest. Wallahi, it has to happen even to the best from amongst us that you've said Astaghfirullah without really thinking. This is why I promote uttering it on top of the Arabic in a language that you understand and you are close to. So if you say Astaghfirullah, 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 pause for a moment and then say, Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. To me, that holds much more weight because now you know what you're saying. I'm not at all undermining the Arabic. Say it, but then repeat it in another language that you understand. And then you get the value of it. Even if you want to say it 100 times in one sitting, no stress, no sweat, say it. But at least say it some of the times, 20, 50, 60, how many ever times, there's no fixed number in a language you understand. Because to leave that for the next moment, you could just die of a heart attack. And do you know what happens? Imagine if any one of us, may Allah safeguard us, but it has to come. The day has to come when you have to go. And from Allah's mercy is such that uh, He leaves an excuse for you to blame. But in essence, your time was up, He took you away. There's an excuse to blame. Your time was up. You know, every one of us have come with an expiry date. You know, one is a best before. That's still okay because after that you become a bit weak and you realize and you understand. You know, not everything best before is actually expired. You can have it after. But when it says expiry, it's over. Date done. You look at it and that's it. So I've come with an expiry day. The day I leave could be today, tomorrow, any day. I need to realize and continue telling myself that today might be my last day. And you know what will happen? If I get used to that one day, it will be my last day. It will. And it has to be. And this is why we say, 
this moment I have now is the only moment I really actually know I have. Because the next moment I have no guarantee. Like I said, might. The word might be there. The might means already khalas. There's no guarantee for that. So we ask Allah to grant us forgiveness. Ask Allah's forgiveness. While I'm talking within yourself, say, Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, help me to change my habits. While I'm talking now, don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah. May Allah forgive me too. Amen. It's about time we turn to Allah. The world is turning towards materialism. It's become such a rat race that women cannot walk out of the house without accessories on that are to the tune of thousands of dollars unless we're fortunate to be living in this country where sometimes somewhere from the east we've got something that looks something like something from the west yet we've paid one-tenth of the price. Alhamdulillah. It's okay if you've understood what I said. But at the same time, what we need to realize, it's not all about showing your things, your accessories. You know, we show accessories, we show bags, we show shoes. People are literally worshipping their shoes and their handbags. Have you come across this? Literally worshipping the colors of clothing and the scents. You look at the dressing table, 20 different types of perfume, but look at the heart. It stinks. It's a reality. So, which is more important to work on? Narciso Rodriguez and what Chanel and whatever else of the sense you have of the dunya and at the same time your heart people look at you from a distance and turn away because they don't want to look in your direction because your character stinks which is more important I'd rather be a person whom my sweat is my designer scent that no one else has it's unique subhanallah but at least people greet me they talk to me I talk to someone I have respect I have a link with Allah and the day I die subhanallah the scent will be the scent of musk by the will of Allah. This is something. This is why we say we have materialism that is overtaking us to the degree that it makes us forgetful of the only reality. What is that? Death. It's the only thing that we know for certain. Death. Nothing else is actually certain. What's going to happen next? I don't know. What's going to happen? But death, I know it's coming. When? I don't know. But it's something certain. It's the only certainty. This is why in the Quran, Allah speaks about it and calls it Al-Yaqeen. وَاعْبُدْ رَبَّكَ حَتَّى يَأْتِيَكَ الْيَقِينَ Allah is addressing Muhammad sallallahu The lesson is for all of us. He says, worship your Rabb until death comes to you. Al-Yaqeen. Yaqeen means that which is certain. The only thing certain is death. So there is no other translation to that besides death come to you. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May He make us from those who turn. My brothers and sisters, these little doses that we have every Friday, they are not enough. Yes, they will help us. They will motivate us. They will want to make us work for the next week. But they are not enough. Do something. Listen to the Quran. Read it. Understand it. Take participate in the lessons that might be taking place in the masjid or the madrasa or anywhere else. Listen to some clips. Today we have the internet on our fingertips. Many people are using it for pornography. Many people are using it for something immoral. Many people are wasting time chatting on it. It might not be typically haram. But you're on WhatsApp whole morning and you're on BBM whole afternoon and you are just free chatting entire day. Now that WhatsApp has free calls, you call anyone and everyone across the globe. I wish and I hope they had charged $50 per second. So none of us did that. Why? We talk with each other, we forget to talk with Allah. That's the reality. Allah said from the beginning, it's free. Talk to me. The closest you can ever come to me is in sajda. Get to sajda. Speak to me. But no, I'd rather WhatsApp someone, talk to someone else because now it's free. Did you see that? May Allah forgive us. Really? So while speaking with one another is very important, we cannot override communication with our own maker. Come on. 
So speak to Allah. What is the best way of speaking to Allah? Through dhikr and istighfar. What is the dhikr? I say, Subhanallah, praise be to you, O Allah. Like I said, say it in the Arabic language. Repeat it in another language you know. Praise be to Allah. Glory be to you, O my maker. I love you, O my maker. Forgive me, O my maker. And repeat this a lot of time. See how you feel. Wallahi, it has to change your life. It has to. It will make you feel different. It will help you abstain from prohibition. It will help you stay away from immorality. Because you are calling out to Allah. You've got a link with Him now suddenly. Every day you talk to Him and you tell Him, oh Allah, I love you. Oh Allah, thank you for giving me this. Thank you for that. You say it in the Arabic as well. But repeat it in a language you know. It's the third time I'm saying this. Because it's important. Say it again. And say it again. Glory be to you. You are the highest. You are the maker. You are the one we're going to return to. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family members. Grant me goodness. Speak to him. It's one of the best ways of communication. The best you can invest your time in is with your own Rabb. And then remember one thing. In order to be able to get even closer to Allah, you need to fulfill the rights of fellow human beings. So the closer I am to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more it will show in the way I treat other human beings. When I treat you with respect, you look at me, you have a sense of love for the sake of Allah. I look at you and I'm happy to see you today and to see you anytime. It shows that we have a link with Allah. What is con the connection between me and you? The real connection is you are a worshiper of Allah and so am I. You might be different from me in a hundred ways, but one way we are similar is La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu And that overrides absolutely everything. And if you feel that it overrides everything, then you love someone in Allah. For the sake of Allah. And Allah says in the, in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu we are taught that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept a special shade on the day of judgment for those who loved each other for the sake of Allah. In Allah. What does that mean? You are in the masjid. I'm in the masjid. You are trying to worship Allah. I'm worshiping Allah. You know, for example, amongst the sisters, if you know they, they are trying to worship Allah, people are, some are stronger, some are weaker, but they have this respect because they are mutually trying to assist each other in trying to earn Jannah. Alhamdulillah, they feel the goodness. But the minute I look at you, I feel that hatred, that I look away. And someone else feels another hatred, you look away. You must know there's something wrong with your link with Allah. Something is wrong. If you cannot respect the other creatures of Allah, then definitely you haven't understood your relationship with the maker of the other person. And not only the person, but even the other creatures of Allah. And for this reason, you take a look at the incidents of the dogs and the cats that were fed by people. And later on, they were told, you know what, this person was from Jannah. What was their deed? Oh, they had a lot of evil deeds. So how did they get to paradise? Because they had concern for either a dog or a cat. So imagine if you have concern for another Muslim. Another human being. If a dog and a cat and concern for dog and cat can get you to heaven and Jannah, what about another human being who's not a Muslim? Subhanallah. And then what about someone who's a Muslim? And then what about a member of your own family? Nurun ala nur. It becomes more and more difficult. And remember something, we tend to give up so quickly. So we have a misunderstanding, we give up. We say this person is bad and we walk away. But we don't know the closer the circle the, the greater the challenge. And the greater the challenge, the more the reward. The bigger the test. So it's my test to ensure that amongst my own brothers and sisters, I've sorted the matters. I've had a big heart. I might have to apologize where I'm not even wrong sometimes. Just in order to make the peace. I want Allah to forgive me. You know, to earn Allah's forgiveness. Learn to forgive others. Allah will forgive you. Subhanallah. He says it in the Quran. أَلَا تُحِبُّونَ أَن اللَّهُ لَكُمْ Learn to forgive others. Wouldn't you want Allah to forgive you? Allah is indeed most forgiving, most merciful. So 
Subhanallah. So learn to have a heart. Work on your heart. Go against your desires at times. In fact, I said at times, but what I mean is that which is bad. Go again. Fight your nafs. Your, your nafs is telling you this person is evil, but you need to fight it to greet them and to be able to try and sort a matter out. You need to be able to have a good feeling. Don't just think bad of everyone you see. This person is like that. This person is evil. Let me say, I do know that the world has become much more evil than it was before. But that doesn't mean we must become evil with the rest of the world. Be a good person. You make the difference. And by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will see what happens. This is Allah. And this is the gift that Allah has bestowed upon all of us. It's the gift of life. This life is a test and evidence that it's a test is that all of us just come here for a little while and then we go away. People before me have gone. They've been stronger than me, more powerful than me, more wealthy than me, more good looking than I am. And the same applies to every one of you. They've gone. People we've known have gone. People we haven't known have gone. We've buried how many people? If I were to tell you how many of us have never buried someone, I'm talking here of the men. You've never been to the graveyard. You've never read a janazah on someone. I don't think a single head would come up because all of us have. But what lesson did we learn from it? That's the question. What's the point of burying a hundred people and you haven't ever thought you're going to die? So you still continue in your ways and habits? So may Allah make us use every moment for that moment without wasting it. No matter what you want to do. Like I told you today, the most important thing is istighfar. Turn to Allah. Ask Allah's forgiveness. Imagine, if I become in the habit of asking Allah's forgiveness 100 times a day, 200 times a day, 500 times a day, and I'm being serious here, if I become into that habit, today is either my last day or another day will be my last day where I will have asked Allah's forgiveness. On my pages on the day of judgment, there will be a lot of istighfar. Do you agree? A lot of istighfar. And guess what the Prophet Muhammad says? Give good news of paradise to he or she on whose page a lot of istighfar is found. What is istighfar? Seeking Allah's forgiveness. So through the day I scattered so much, you know, like when you put salt and pepper into your egg early in the morning and mashallah, you see some people like it with more pepper, more salt, so on. Subhanallah, you're scattering it through your page, the white sheet, and here you have so much of istighfar. When you get to the other side and there's a lot of, Oh Allah, forgive me. Oh Allah, forgive me. You might have committed five, six sins through the day, maybe a few more or a few less. But you've said, Oh Allah, forgive me a hundred, two hundred, five hundred times. Do you think it's going to be wasted by someone who calls himself Ghafoorul Rahim, most forgiving, most merciful. Rahmanun Rahim, most beneficent, most merciful. Do you think he's going to waste the statement? Unless you were lying. May Allah not make us from the hypocrites. So let's be genuine. Tell Allah, Oh Allah, help me to change. Help me to be a better person. Help me to quit my bad ways. Help me to respect everyone. Help me to talk to everyone in a respectful manner. Help me to have a good thoughts of others when something occurs. You know, a man, I'm just giving you a typical example, walks in late for Salatul Jumu'ah. It's bad, isn't it? But who knows what his circumstances were. So while we're in salah and we see, hey, this man walked in. Shaitan comes in and spoils your salah by making you think, look at this guy. Every week he's late. Brother, you're supposed to be saying, mustaqim in your salah. And you're busy worrying about somebody else. He might have had such a valid excuse. He could have been treating someone who might have been dying. And here you are, bad thoughts. So what Shaitan does, he spoils your moment. That moment could have been your last salah. The hadith says, Salli salata When you fulfill your prayer, read it as though it's the last prayer you're ever going to get a chance to fulfill. Because it is. And if not, one day it will be.
So this is why. Don't bother. Have a good thought. Don't even worry. That's their link with Allah. Maybe if it's your close friend of yours, you might want to tell them, my brother, you know what? I don't mean to be rude or nosy, but inshallah, if, you, if I can pick you up next week for Jum'ah, and the brother says, oh, no problem. Or oh, you pick me up, no problem. What time? 12 o'clock. 12? So early, mashallah. Then at least you can settle for half past 12, inshallah. By the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make it easy for us. My brothers and sisters, Islam is beautiful. It is a reminder from one another. We need to remember that each one of us must remind the other. That's Islam. It's part of Islam. And you need to enjoy. A reminder must not be a stressful thing whereby it causes hatred. Why did this guy tell me? Brother, if you are wrong, they have the right to let you know in a beautiful way. Sister, you know what? Your dress is a little bit inappropriate. You know, it's not going to be good. It's not really. You'd rather die uh, with, you know, clothing that is something that would please Allah than something that is just done because of the rest of humankind pushing towards one direction. Relax. It's the way you talk. It's the way you come across. It's the way you speak to people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us use every moment in the most blessed way. May He protect us from regret. My brothers and sisters, just as I started, I want to end by telling you, use your time valuably. Do not let the clock tick, having wasted even the second that has crossed. Today, do something constructive. And at least if you are sitting, remember Allah. Declare His praise. Utter it. Reach out to your parents, your children. Reach out to your brothers and sisters in a beautiful way. Reach out to those whom you may have a dispute with. Try and sort it out. Resolve. For indeed, we either please Allah or we please shaitan. Let us not be from the latter. Rather, let us be from those who please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad.